Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. Galatians 6 and 17, when you have it, say amen. It reads, from henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Look at what Paul says. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I want to talk to you tonight about something a little bit different, just a a thought that I believe the Lord would have me bring to you. It's about scars. Anybody here tonight have a scar somewhere on your body? Well, there are two or three of you that don't, but uh, the rest of us do. I want to talk to you about the ministry of scars, the ministry of scars. God bless you. You may be seated. A tragedy struck a home one evening. It caught on fire in the dead of night. As the father awoke to the smoke alarms, he began to scurry and try to rescue his family. He had to pass through the fire to scoop up his daughter in her room, wrap her in a blanket, and then made his way back down the flame-engulfed hall once more to take her to safety. The little girl came through without so much as a singed hair. But Daddy didn't have such an end. His right hand and arm were so burned by the fire that they were permanently scarred. From then on, he would greet people with his left hand, keeping his right arm out of sight as much as possible. Whenever his daughter was with him, even when she was a teenager, she, however, would proudly reach, take her father's twisted right hand, show it to them, and proudly tell those who were listening of her father's bravery. At his death, many years later, the funeral home, trying to be kind, also kept his right arm out of sight. When the daughter discovered that the hand would not be visible in the casket for the viewing, She talked to the funeral home personnel, insisting that the arrangement be changed and that the hand be placed across the left on top for everyone to see. She said, that hand was wounded for me through her tears. Scars mean something. I... uh, I have a scar on my right, no, my left forearm that uh, every time I look at it, I think about the events surrounding my acquiring that scar. I told the story here one Sunday morning. I'm going to say about eight to ten years ago, when on the way back from uh, dropping our daughter off at Bible College in Indianapolis, uh, we had just got about to the Indiana-Illinois state line somewhere near, uh, I don't know, is it Marshall? Right after you leave Terre Haute and you're heading over towards Illinois, somewhere around in there, um, we hit something and the shroud underneath the front end of our van 
um, began to, well, some of it came off, but it didn't come all the way off, and it was dragging on the ground. And it got worse and worse, and I could tell we weren't going to make it back to Mount Vernon. It was late at night, that Saturday night, at church the next morning. So uh, we pulled off at, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the town, the first town once you come into Illinois. No, it was a different highway up by, uh, huh? Mm, it might be, that might be it. Uh, yeah, on 70. And uh, we went driving all over that town. Uh, we stopped, somebody told us, yeah, there's a hospital here in town. Uh, I mean, there's a Walmart here in town. And we found the Walmart, and I went in, and I bought, because I didn't have a toolbox with me, I bought a razor knife. That was my first mistake. My second was going out to the dark parking lot of Walmart and trying to cut away and cut that shroud out from under the bottom of my van. I made several cuts. I was feeling pretty good about myself. Got it almost off. One last little piece that was hanging on. I couldn't pull it off. Going to have to cut this one last. And lo and behold, as, it, as my knife went through it, success achieved, Brother Brad, but the blade didn't stop. As I was uh, pulling it, I didn't keep my arm out of the way. It dug into my arm. And it must have hit an artery because I, I don't remember ever bleeding in my life like I bled right then. My wife didn't like that, of course. Uh, she, said, she said, let me drive you to a hospital. We went and inquired. There was a hospital there, or at least there was a clinic. We went to the clinic. It was closed. I don't know what I used, but I finally got the bleeding to stop. I got blood all over my jeans and my shirt. And I, at first I was worried, but we prayed. The Lord helped me to get the blood stopped flowing. And she drove the rest of the way uh, back to Mount Vernon, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours driving. And we drove straight to the emergency room, and I got, I can't remember how many stitches. Eight or nine, I was thinking nine uh, stitches, and they cleaned me up. And did you know that if you walk into an emergency room and you've got any kind of a wound, not just a gunshot wound, but, you know, a cut, they give you the third degree to make sure you hadn't been fighting with somebody. And they asked me, is your wife, is she, you and her get along? <laughs> to this day, I have a scar there to remind me of what happened. Uh, and you know what? We think of scars that way, the way I just described, as uh, an unpleasant thing, an unpleasant, a, a negative thing, a, ne a negative mark on our body, usually made by unpleasant experiences. I don't know of any kind of way you could get a scar in a pleasant way. But uh, we also have scars. We can experience scars not just physically, but emotionally. There, are, there is such a thing as emotional scars. And you know as well as I do that some of those emotional scars can bring back memories of a time and uh, injuries 
that hurt far more than the physical ones do. Uh, I, I read something interesting a while back. It said that scar tissue, did you know this? When, when the, the, the body heals from a cut or a wound like that, even a burn, that as it heals, the scar tissue that forms there uh, is stronger. The union where that skin comes back together, uh, it meshes together. It's stronger. The cells are stronger than they were before the injury occurred. Isn't that amazing to think that God designed us that way? And uh, you and I can look at every scar on our body tonight. We may not remember, but if we could, every scar would have a story to tell. Paul said in the scripture that we read that his scars alone were sufficient to establish enough evidence that he was indeed a true bona fide warrior for Christ. He said, uh, put up verse 17 again, Brother Terry. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks. Did you know that word marks in the Greek is really, it's, it's another word. It's Greek, but we use it as an English word sometimes. It's the word stigma. And, of course, the English word stigma has a negative uh, connotation. It has a negative meaning attached to it. Uh, stigma uh, is something like a scar or a wound or something else that's physical that, that's negative, that reminds us of something negative that happened in the past. But Paul said it differently. He said it's not like that in this case. He said the marks, the scars in my body, he said they mean something. It says they uh, they show in my body that I belong to the Lord Jesus. Paul was writing there the end of the book of Galatians. I read that verse, and in the 18th verse, this is the last verse. We won't read it again. But Paul here was saying, don't argue with me. I'm a warrior for Christ, and I have the scars to prove it. It should come as no surprise that Paul was scarred in the Christian battle because he was a real warrior. And let me tell you something tonight, folks. Real warriors have scars. If you don't have scars or marks, he had them in his body physically. But we bear them, if not physically, emotionally and mentally. I was born and raised in this. I haven't lived a life out where the world can take its toll on me like perhaps in, in some other people's Lives, but I'm telling you, even uh, little Steve Edwards that grew up in this has some scars from some battles that have been fought for the Lord and for being a part of his army. And all of you do too. You can't live for God very long without having some scars. Like Paul, Paul said, I, I, uh, I don't want anybody to argue with me. I've got the scars to prove what I've done with my life. In fact, all of the apostles bore scars for the Lord Jesus. Uh, Jesus himself, of course, bore the scars of his battle at Calvary. Twice in the 20th chapter of John, 
uh, his scars are mentioned. Let's read verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Those scars uh, did something. They proved who he was. Let's go on down and read verse 27, Brother Terry. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold, my hands be not faithless, but be believing. In the setting of verse 20, Thomas was one of the twelve that wasn't with him when they saw Jesus for the first time after his resurrection. And some of them were doubting. Some of them were wondering. And Jesus said, I can prove I am he. Here's the scars from the nail print, the nail prints in my hands and in my feet. And then the Bible says what? They were glad when they saw the Lord and they knew that it was him. And then to Thomas, bless his heart, he's had the reputation for 2,000 years now of being called Doubting Thomas because he was the one that made the statement, remember, I don't care what you say, I'm not going to believe that he's risen. I'm not going to believe it's him until I see the scars, until I see the nail prints in his hand and in his feet. And uh, Jesus not only let him look at them, but he let him touch them, didn't he? Well, like Jesus and like the apostles and like Paul, we all, are wounded and scarred. And some of those scars are physical. Some of them are emotional. Some of them came to us before we came to know the Lord and started walking with Him. And some of them we received after we started. But I'm going to tell you something here tonight, folks. We need to be encouraged by our scars in our body and in our emotions. And I'll tell you why. Because they are the marks, they are the telltale sign, they are the hallmark of experience. They say that we've been somewhere and we've done some things in our life. And specifically, they speak of battles that we have fought and survived. Praise God. They speak of God's power that he showed us at somewhere some point back in our life. They, they speak and they talk about God's love for us. A scar can be a testimony, an unspoken, wordless testimony, and yet a scar can speak volumes. Praise God. The beauty of scars is that they demonstrate we are warriors and we are survivors. Scars also prove that we've got some experience under our belt so that we can help folks. We can be a help to people. Did you know that some of the scars, the emotional scars that you bear in your heart will show and prove that you can help somebody when they're going through something, when they're fighting a battle and they're not sure if they're going to win or not? They're fighting a battle for the Lord. Maybe they're going through something that you went through. Maybe not. But if you fought the battle and won, you've got the scar to prove it, then you can be a help to someone who is in that situation. Our scars show the world not only that we know what it's like to fight and survive. That's true even if we lose a few battles. Amen. Scars show, I love this, who really owns us. Would you put Galatians 6 and 17 up this
wonderful verse in the Amplified. Brother Terry, what, how did Paul say this? He says, from now on, let no person trouble me by making it necessary for me to vindicate my apostolic authority and the divine truth of my gospel. For I bear on my body the brand marks of the Lord Jesus, the wounds, the scars, and other outward evidence of persecutions. These testify to his ownership of me. Amen. Put up 2 Corinthians 1 and 3. Let's read some more of what Paul said about this. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, uh, and I didn't give you the rest of the verses, did I? Well, let me go ahead and read them. Who comforteth us, this is verse 4, in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Now, there are several comforts and comforters in there. Let me explain them to you. Paul here says, the God of all comfort comforts us when we're going through tribulation, when we're suffering, when we're in the heat of the battle. God comforts us in that. He comforts us as we make our way through it. He gets us through it. And when we come out on the other side of that battle, we're going to have some scars. And here's what the scars are going to allow us to do. They're going to allow us to be able to comfort somebody else who is in trouble by the same comfort that took us through our battle and gave us our scar. We can give them that same comfort God gave us when he took us through our battle and we earned and won our scars. Paul here simply meant that we ought to, we can, we're able to, and we should help others because of our scars. And it's not just the scar itself. Remember, the scar is just a mark. It's a telltale sign of what we have been through. It is, uh, it's right. It's a good thing that we should have some scars because they prove that we have been doing battle with the Lord Jesus Christ and for him. Uh, now, let's, let's think about one very important part before I'm done tonight. If you've got a scar, you need to remember, it's the part you don't want to remember, that that scar at one point, before it became a scar, was a wound. A wound. It was an open, perhaps festering, maybe even bleeding wound. And I'm not just talking about physical now. I'm talking about scars in the heart. But because it's a scar, we can rejoice because now it's been covered. That wound has been doctored, if you will, by our heavenly physician who doctors our heart and our spirit and our soul every time we go through battle and receive wounds because of that battle. And that wound was covered, it was cleansed, and it was healed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ.
Thank God. Battle scars, that's what we can call them. Badges of experience and honor. Now replace those wounds. Aren't you thankful? Praise God. So that's the beauty of scars. It's the story that they tell. It's, it's, it's the truth that they remind us of. There is a ministry in scars. That ministry is twofold. First of all, to us who bear the scar. It tells us, it reminds us that God takes our wounds and he heals everyone if we will let him. And number two, it will help others who are going through some things, who see our scars and they think they made it through with the help of God, then surely I can make it through as well. God kept them, surely he'll keep me. For God is no respecter of persons, the Bible says. Praise God. So scars have a beauty in them, not wounds. The wound isn't beautiful. If a wound is still unhealed, we need to let the Lord heal it. We need to let him heal it into a scar that he can use, that he can teach, that he can save for our good and for his glory. Amen. Put up 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, Brother Terry. For we have this treasure in earthen vessel, vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God not of us. We need to be reminded it's not our power and strength that we get through, we get by, that we win the victory on. It's his. Verse 8, Paul begins to list some things. We're troubled on every side. Then he gives a contrary uh, remedy for each one of these things. Yet we're not distressed. We're troubled but not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. We're not perplexed to the point where we despair. Verse 9, we're persecuted but not forsaken. We're cast down, but we will not be destroyed. Not if we let the Lord have his way in our battle. Did you hear what I said? Not if we let God have his way in the battle. We've got to fight it his way. We've got to let him fight it for us by our yielding to him and responding to him the right way. Verse 10, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And then let's skip down to verse 16. For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Listen to this, folks. Our light affliction. You think it's heavy. Sometimes I've thought, Man, I'm not going to make it through this. It was so heavy. But here Paul calls it light. And the reason why, it's but for a moment. It may have lasted for a long time to us. But when we look back on it, we'll see that it was just but for a moment. That works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And finally, one more verse, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are temporal or things which are seen are temporal. It means they're going to pass away. They're going to have an end someday. But the things which are not seen are eternal. While we look not at the scars, 
but at what you can't see with the naked eye. While we look at what those scars mean to us and what they remind us that God has done for us and where he's brought us from, that's what Paul was saying here. We shouldn't focus on what caused the scar, but we should focus on what God has done for us because we have the scar. Amen? For the things that are seen are temporal. The scars that you can see in your spiritual armor tonight, they're just temporary. Those scars, I promise you, dear one, are going to fade in the light of God's eternity. On judgment day, when you stand before him and you hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Every battle you fought to gain every wound that you were given that turned into every scar that God healed is going to be worth it in the end. It's all going to be worth it when we stand before him and hear those words, well done. Because a scar simply reminds us of what God has done for us and what he can continue to do for us. If he did it back then, then he'll surely do it again and again and again if and when we need him to. Amen? He will keep you. Praise God. Wounds are ugly. Yes, they are. They're not fun. Acquiring them and going through whatever we have to go through the battle where the wounds are inflicted. But the scar that comes afterward is oh so beautiful. I'm telling you, scars are beautiful. There's beauty in scars. And there's a ministry in scars. They may not be beautiful for how they look. But they're beautiful for what they mean. Wounds, when there's a wound still there festering, they cause pain. But there's no pain in scars. It doesn't hurt anymore. The pain has gone away. A wound will captivate your attention. It will make you think about it all the time. When there's a part of your body hurting, your mind usually goes to that and thinks about it almost all the time, constantly. But uh, you, you, you don't do that with scars. That little, that little cut, it wasn't more than an inch long that I got from stabbing myself that night in a Walmart parking lot somewhere in north or eastern Illinois. But the scar, I remember God brought me through that. There are times when my mind goes back to battles that I've fought, that the Lord fought for me. And the scar that's there in my heart doesn't hurt anymore. You know what it does? It serves me to say thank you, Jesus, for taking me through that battle. Uh, I need to point something out. A wound, yes, it still hurts, and a wound can be dangerous. If the wound is left unattended and it's kept from healing, it can eventually kill you because infection can set in, festering. 
increasing the chances of uh, one horrible disease that I know of comes from those circumstances. Many times soldiers in years gone by in wars in the past when we didn't have uh, as good medical technology as we do perhaps now would uh, be infected with that horrible disease of gangrene. And that is where the flesh rots away and it has to be removed. That's right, amputated. So my heart as a pastor, you know how that goes. I worry from time to time about somebody who's in some way associated with this church, whether they're a member or maybe a regular visitor or a former member or attendee, possibly even someone that may be here tonight or watching with us online and our online audience, someone perhaps that uh, won't let God deal with the wound, won't let God minister to them. Every once in a while, I meet someone like that. And for some reason, they won't allow the Lord to turn their wound into a scar like God wants to so very much. Why don't we stand right now, and as we close our service, let's, let's close with prayer and ask God to minister to such people. Maybe you know someone like that. Maybe you are someone like that. And uh, if you don't know of anyone like that tonight, then you just pray for those that are, because I know there are some associated with this audience and this church. Could we pray for them right now? Heavenly Father, we love you tonight so much. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us every step of the way. Wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we face, you're there with everything that we need to face it and overcome it. Thank you for every scar that we bear in our body and in our heart tonight. It proves that you're a God who cares for us beyond our imagination. Thank you for every time you close the wound. You applied the balm of Gilead, your healing virtue and power, your peace that passes all understanding. You put your joy into that wound and turned our hearts back to a heart of joy. God, you told us that everything was going to be all right, and behold, that's exactly what happened. And now we bear the scars tonight that show that you are a good God. You are a healer of all things physical and spiritual. That you are a wound healer and a scar giver. Thank you for that tonight, God. We pray right now for everyone that may have a wound in their heart, especially a, a wound of, of disappointment. It might be a wound of jealousy or envy, perhaps a wound of sorrow, despair, sadness. Maybe things aren't going the way they would like for them to in their life. Maybe there's something, something threatening a relationship, their marriage or a relationship with a loved one. Whatever the battle is right now, whatever the wound that's been caused by that battle, we pray go to them. Go to them right now and begin your healing process. Help them, God, to yield completely to you, to do what you want to do in healing them and making their wound become a scar. We praise you for it, God. We thank you for it. We give ourselves to you. 
as your vessels chosen unto honor for you to use us as you want to use us in ministering to others, God, and being used in the ministry of scars exactly according to your will, that we might be your servants, Lord, children of our Heavenly Father in heaven, doing your will. We thank you for it all. We praise you for it all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody said, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. Always let God use you when you have an opportunity to minister to somebody else, to close a wound and make a scar. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you tonight. Let's go in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.